0: and breathe after months of hype, the World Cup is underway and England have got off to a winning start, winning the opening game of the tournament by over 104 runs. Welcome to the Wisden Cricket Daily Podcast in partnership with Travelbag, creating holidays packed full of memories since 1979. We're recording today's episode in front of a packed live audience at the Beer 91 Cricket World Cup Lounge at the Royal Garden Hotel in Kensington. I'm Yaz Rana and today I'm joined by the editor-in-chief of the Wisden Cricket Monthly Magazine, Phil Walker.
1: Good evening, yes.
0: And a genuine legend of Irish cricket and an ICC insider for this year's World Cup, Niall O'Brien. Welcome to the show, Niall. How are you? Cheers, buddy. I'm good, yeah. It's great to be here. Huge crowd. Lovely. Yeah, absolutely huge. Uh, great to have you guys on. It has been a great start to the tournament. Um, England winning by 104 runs. Let's start at the beginning of the game. South Africa with a toss on the green top, insert England in, open the bowling with Imran to here... And the Smith-Johnny Bairstow with the second ball of the tournament.
1: At this point, you're thinking, typical England day, Phil? Uh, No, not really. Um,
2: This
1: this notion that it was a green top, I didn't really get much of a sense of that. The sun was was already poking through by half past ten. I think some of your innate English nerves have come to the fore there, yes? I didn't really feel that it was a particularly tense opening gambit. Joe Root has that ability, you know, he just comes in... And he's certainly not out before he's even begun. And so even though they lose a wicket in the first over, and you're thinking, "Ah, oh, well, an England of old would have had to rebuild," and so on. Well, Root just comes out, just he strums the medium pacer through the covers for four, and he's off and running. Then he he pulls him, and suddenly he's on in at double figures. And then it's it's as you were, you know, it's sixty six for naught off off ten o- for, or six one. for one off ten overs, and and it was actually a surprise when they 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 went bang bang, and suddenly they were hundred and ten odd for three when it looked like. They were doing what we've come to be complacently sure that they're going to do, which is lay a foundation to go and get a monster score. As it was, and we'll come to it, no doubt, uh, a, lot of, a lot of things went wrong for England and they still ended up with 311, which yeah, is quite I, telling, I think. I think. you've
0: uh, skipped over uh, a, a brief period in the game that felt like an eternity for England fans. So when Bairstow is dismissed, England are one for one after two balls in the Home World Cup that we've been hyping up for months. After that, there was a nervy one or two over spell where England didn't get off to their characteristic fast start. And I felt you could feel the tension in the, in, in the, in the crowd uh, when when Root hit that first boundary through the covers. Audibly, you could hear the crowd go, like, oh, thank God, back to normality in a way. And, um, yeah, but he it was,
1: it was 20-odd not out off, off about 15 balls. So I didn't really get that sense that the pressure was building in those early stages. Uh, with it with England in the way that undoubtedly it would have done before I mean Ny- Nyla you were out there you know you're covering the game today um as as was I in the yeah. press box and did you get that sense early doors
2: not really to be fair like Johnny got out first ball that can happen you know you get you get a decent ball and it was a good ball first up and he gets he's out and he's you're, you're out before you're in almost there's not much you could do about that but I agree with Phil that like Jason Roy just went about his business. He hit the ball well. He took his chances. He took the attack to the opposition. And, and Joe Root does what Joe Root does. He just accumulates the puts the bad ball away. And you're right. Absolutely. They, I thought they played superbly well that first power play. And it wasn't a green top. It was Yesterday afternoon, it was a bit of a green top. And there was a bit of concern with the lads. They were questioning the grounds. you better take some more grass off that buddy. But it was a decent track. I don't think it was a... I don't think it was a... It wasn't a, 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 a belter, was it? I don't think it was an amazing... quite league. slow, both captains in game. Yeah, there was, was quite a lot game. of grass on us, a tufty grass, so the ball was sticking in a bit, but I thought England played really well. They should have got way more runs when Moggy was playing with um, Ben Stokes with so much freedom. Um, with them two at the crease, they would have been looking at 350, 360, and they probably could have got that if they had extended a little bit longer. In the end, they got over 310, way too many for the South but, Africans. It isn't the way that both of you who called us gloss over the fact that England lost a wicket so early on in this world. Well Cup it was great. Isn't that
0: amazing that they could react so calmly to what mm. was objectively? That's, that's a, a what a you're gonna start. get with this
2: England team. They're not gonna panic. This is not the England of bygone eras and I'm not as old as Phil, but he's seen a lot more <laughs> cricket back in the day. He's seen England England teams panicking a lot more in his in his career in journalism. But um this team's not going to panic. You got you got an Irishman at the helm there. You got your grand you. Irishman as coach and the Aussie is co- uh, Irishman as captain and Aussie as coach. You'll be fine. This is it. Do you answered you, you you it bang on there. In all seriousness, do you think though that um,
0: more teams will open with spin? Because from my point of view, it seems like a. It, I, it, I thought it was a very no, smart there's move. There's no there's no real risk of it because Roy and Bersto. Go at seven and over anyway. So if your first over goes to twelve, what, what's that? Four
2: runs more than it normally goes for. So you, so you might mm. as well have have a go with. I with think it was great. Different. I think it was great. Like I couldn't believe it. I was on the balcony. What is this? What this is absolutely. You win the toss with a bit of uh, with a tinge of green, not not a green top, a tinge. Surely you give the new ball to your two big quicks. Uh, and then what do I know? <laughs> Here got the wicket, but he probably bowled one over too many. He got I smashed. think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. His last over he got whacked a bit, but uh, if in you know to back up. Faf's decision. Um, Johnny had a wonderful IPL, but he was dismissed by leg spin a lot. Um, whether it was to get him out or get Roy out or whatever, it did the job. And, um, you know, it's good captaincy, good thinking outside the box. It's typical South Africa. They're always doing something. They always keep springing a surprise in a World Cup.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've, uh, I've spoken to you about Faf's captaincy on this show before. You know, I think he's I think he's right up there, if not the the most impressive skipper out It was out very there. Brendan McCollum Who, 2015, wasn't it? it? It was, Yeah, and... He's clearly done his homework on England's openers, as as Nyla says. You know, Johnny played brilliantly in the IPL, but did struggle a little bit against the the ball turning away from him. But also, Jason Roy, if he does have a weakness, then it is against the wrist spinner. I'm thinking Samuel Badry in the final of the T20 a couple of years ago when he cleaned him up in the first over. Um, it, It made sense to me, and as soon as I saw it, the penny dropped, although, you know... I wouldn't have had the imagination to have come up with it in the first place, but it seemed like a very smart move. I thought they picked the right team overall today. South Africa, possibly they might have wanted that extra spinner instead of Pretorius, who's a bit up and down. But they brought Markram in as a proper batsman to, to face um, a certain Joffre Archer that we might mention we'll a get bit later it. on in the show. So I can understand what they were trying to do, but they were blown away in the end, and it would have been quite dem- demoralising, I think, for South Africa this evening because England didn't play their best cricket overall, and South Africa has still been dumped here. They've been stuffed, really. On you know, it's it's a marquee game. and They've lost by a hundred and a few. Yeah.
2: Their batting looks very light. South Africa's batting looks very thin. You know, if the the guys up top don't get you know a hundred, which in fairness. The cock should have got a hundred today. He was playing with ease. Um, you know, he had twenty-five plus overs to bat when he got out. Mm. He was up a hundred and fifty. I know you can't play, you know, too careful. And you got You can't say, "Listen, bat the innings," because that's not the modern way. But just bat another fifteen overs at and take along a run above for fifteen and set yourself up. Even if even if South Africa needed a hundred off the last twelve with five wickets and they could have done it at the over, but. They, for me, and speaking to Graham Smith after, they went too hard too soon and too many soft dismissals. To cock taking on that m- like a massive boundary, one of the biggest boundaries in the country, I'll be taking it on. Bit bit risky. Um, the captain himself, I think, that was a bit of a silly shot because Joffer Archer was probably his last over. It was his fifth over, I think. He was probably going to have a spell. So he's surely just sitting there thinking, right, he's their main wicked threat. I'll sit him for an over. Even if I play back a couple of singles or a maiden, it doesn't make a difference. In the grand scheme of things, he gets caught in the hook. Good bowling, good catch by Mo and um, you know JP Dumini, You know as a left hander, I know oh, it's I, I know what he's trying to do. As left- I've done it myself that many times. <laughs> <laughs> hit it straight down the man you, and you come off. You're was, trying to go through extra cover. You're right? trying to go over extra yeah. cover and you get it thick on in the in, inner half of the batter or whatever, and it, go, it carries too long on. And you think oh, I should have just swung through? And hit it for six. But they're soft dismissals. They are soft dismissals, and unfortunately for South Africa, without. The likes of David Miller, in the past, who was prolific and maybe in that middle order, who can come in and be you know, smashed out of the park he can't he's not doing that at the moment, david Miller he 's really in and out of form up and down probably the last twelve months or so, so they can 't rely on him, so he's sitting on the bench. seems strange really looking from the far, yeah, see how, see how, David like, Miller, who was once yeah you know, the million dollar man for Kingsland Punjab,, yeah. and the most talked about name in South Africa not getting in the side so mm. you know you look at Feclaqueo um, and Pretorius. Pretty similar cricketers. Yeah, both bowl in and around the same pace. Probably Pretoria's not quite as fast. Pretoria's maybe a little stronger with the bat, but... uh,
1: Well, that's it. They're just trying to try and buttress that middle order, aren't they? Which, as you say, is very, very light indeed. I
0: think they're light, both bowling and batting. That's why both of them are playing. They're kind of... Good team, then. But Well, I don't know. I, I think... But both both of them aren't really uh, a frontline bowling option nor a frontline batting option. I think
2: Fecko um, Quero. I hope I'm saying his name right there, <laughs> but uh, it's near enough, close yeah. enough. I think he's had a you know, I think he's a good cricketer. Um, is, you know, is, he's someone but, who seems to kind of thrive on responsibility. He's good. He picks up wickets with the slower balls. Pretorius has had a good. You know, he's had a good twelve months or so. He's you know he, he can bat. He can give it a nudge with the bat. And you know, as bowler, you would think would be suitable to conditions over here. With the keeper up yeah. they brought the keeper up, and then Stokes got the old reverse dab out. Yeah, uh,
1: I want to ask you, Nyla, um You mentioned Faf playing a pretty uncharacteristic shot—you know, a top edge against against a short one from Jofra. Um, is this extreme pace that results in otherwise pretty solid and circumspect batsmen doing unusual things? And secondly, have you ever been put in that position where you're facing somebody who is borderline terrifying? <laughs>
2: Well, I've you know I've faced bowlers that are probably quicker than Jofra Archer in my life, and, you know that's not that's not doing him any seen disrespect. Them off. No, not seen them off, got cleaned <laughs> up. So uh, you know I'm certainly watching Jofra Archer bowl absolute thunderbolts. It's his action though; it's just so easy on the eye. Um, but it does it do funny things? To it does. To it does. It does definitely does, and not necessarily maybe against Archer. It's probably the other end because you're thinking I've got to get after some of the other guys. Right, he's bowling thunderbolts, but I. You know, it's like when you're playing Afghanistan, they've got Rashid Khan. 10 overs, give him 40 runs, one wicket. You yeah. know, that's the way teams yeah. should really be taking Archer. One for 40 off 10, that's happy days. Yeah. We'll, we'll try and get our runs against some of the other bowlers, but England have a very good bowling attack, so it's difficult. Mm. O-
0: on the speed gun, though, Ar- Archer is bowling very quickly, but he's not, bo- he's not bowling 90-plus most of the time. So when he played an ODI uh, a couple of weeks ago when Wood was playing, Wood on the speed that's gun... Right, Nottingham, I think that was. Yeah, Wood, Wood was bowling quicker. Yeah, Wood's quick. But so my my question to you is that as a batsman, when you're facing quick bowling, if you have somebody who is deceptively quicker, they are almost quicker than they look. When Archer runs in, you don't he doesn't have a run up of somebody who should be bowling ninety miles per hour. Nor, no. nor his action, but it, it comes out ninety miles. Is that is that harder than somebody who charges in and it comes out at a similar speed?
2: Well, I think Joffrey's action. It looks. I've never faced the lad, so you know, I'm speaking a little bit from. You know, from watching from the sidelines, which is always always an easy place to watch from. But he's got a nice action. It's not like someone like Sean Tate. I, yeah. The two fastest bowlers I faced are the two most uncomfortable bowlers with Sean Tate and Shawabakar because they just ran in like a headless chicken and just slung it down as fast as they could, and you didn't know if it was coming at your head or at your toes. Joffrey, you can see him run in. It looks like a nice language. It's not like hurrying Brett Lee. Same thing. Lovely action. You can see the ball. So their faces were bad in the nets. Like. You know, we're about is sharp, so he's yeah. one of the best in the world. Yeah. So you can, I'm not really buying into this. They shouldn't be getting hurried up. They shouldn't be getting rushed out. I think some mental mistakes. The, the cock dismissal and the Dumini e dismissal were worse for me. Faf would say, I, I thought it was dead the hook and it got top eight, beaten pace. Mm. You can accept that. Yeah. And my biggest thing with the, the Faf dismissal was it was probably his last over. Just sitting on mm-hmm. Even if you say to yourself mentally, right, I'm not taking... I'm just going to sit tight here for an hour, get through the next, and then we'll have a little look, regroup and go again.
0: It's funny that you you mentioned uh, Tate and Shweb because uh, we had Freddie Wilde on the podcast a few weeks ago from Quick uh, yeah, Biz. Idea. And he said, he said, according to their database, Sean Tate and Shweb actor are on a different level in terms of pace historically than basically anyone in the last 20 years.
2: Yeah, well, I don't like... I'm not messing with these speed guns because you watch some games, especially county cricket and someone's bowling... And, it comes up like 86 miles an hour. You're thinking, no way. No way he's, he's chucking them down at 86 miles an hour. So I think speed guns are a little bit deceptive. I can tell you for a fact, Sean Tate was rapid. Like He bowled me in uh, Barbados in 2007 World Cup. I was actually playing as well as I've probably ever played and uh, just bowled me a big full toss. Didn't see That was when cup. he was unbeatable, wasn't it? Sean yeah, he so bowled, that was his world well, he bowled the first. Well, Australia, Australia won the toss at Bridgetown and uh, Ponte won the toss. Yeah, we're going to have a bowl and the whole, the whole crowd started booing. Because they wanted to see Australia get right, yeah. Australia get 300 and Ireland kind of get 179 for eight. And it was, you know, they've all had a good day out of the cricket. They bowled there for 69 and knocked it off after <laughs> about eight overs. And the game was over by about, about midday. People, <laughs> so were still coming, people were still coming th- into the stands, and the game was done and dusted. But Tate bowled the first ball that day and it flew past William Porterfields at a rate of knots. Gilchrist caught up over his head. And him, Simons, and Hayden just turned around to the big screen and said 96.6 miles an hour. And they just are laughing and they went back another five yards. And we lost two early wickets and I was in. And he just bowled his tape. He let this ball go. The next thing I was out. That was it, out. Mm-hmm. And I went into the sheds and A.D. Burrell was our coach. You, you know, Adie, yeah, great man. He said, Nala, what happened? What happened? <laughs> I, s- I said, didn't see a coach. And he thought I was taking a taking mickey. And um, I said, no, I didn't see it. He left his hand and I was bowled. Do you find that there's a... <laughs>
1: All right. Without well, wanting to dwell on the, the the whole mph aspect of things, but do you find that there is a almost like a like a tipping point with quick bowlers? You know that, that you can manage a bowler at say you know in the, the 87, 88 bracket, but just another couple of ticks on, and it's it's beyond your your kind of your, your physical capabilities. I've I've, I've nev- never played any kind of real standard of cricket, but I've played first team cricket, club cricket, and I find that I find that there is a certain level where I can where I'm comfortable, and a tiny tick up. And it's I'm out so out of my comfort zone. I can't react quick enough. Does that apply even at the top level?
2: Mm, no, I wouldn't say you can't react quick enough because most times you don't react anyway. It's just you see the ball and it's in- instinctive. And it's pure and muscle you, memory, you bump, right? bump you're, you're on the front foot of the driver. That's a that's a bouncer. So yeah. it. so not really. But I think once you go over that, one forty-five kilometers or whatever you want to call it, ninety miles an hour. Once you're ticking over that. It's pretty sharp, like, and uh, you just got you got to you have your wits about you. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> moving <laughs> away from the
0: World Cup, just for a, just for a second, um, looking ahead, we've got the Ashes, small amount of the Ashes. Do we? Laser series. Yeah, and late yeah, in the
1: summer we've got the Ashes. Okay. Five five Test matches. We, 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 it, well, he's, he's a stick on, obviously. Yeah, he's an absolute stick on.
2: So, I was thinking, I think you're forgetting a Test match before the Ashes. Of well, course, and yeah, 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 there's, no, there's that on. as well. There's that. absolute on. disgrace.
0: So, for that Ireland <laughs> Test match at Lords, at that for that Ireland Test match at Lords. Um, if you if you go through the, the the England team, you've got your top seven with Besto, Butler, Stokes. Yep. F- uh, it's five, six, seven. Moine eight. You then have three bowlers: Anderson, Broad, plus one, and that's plus one is. Well, you don't have of, to have
2: Anderson and Broad. You well, well, could that, have, that's you could have Archer. Anderson and Wokes for example well indeed Sam, but, Sam
0: Corrin played, played the series Sam last summer for example so.
2: I, I, I
1: don't think you know we're getting ahead of ourselves but I don't think Stuart Broad's position is absolutely sacrosanct in this England test side anymore and I think that's the nature of the beast when you get a phenomenon like Joffrey Archer coming along then suddenly he's, he's front and centre of their plans and has to be really Mark be. Wood
0: was uh, p- player of the match in the last test match that England played as well yep. that's, that's going to be a if serious Joffre, if
2: Joffre is fit for that test match against Ireland he should play you know and that's a Great audition for him because, it, albeit it's a four-day test, and all, there will be a lot of hysteria and hype around it f- for the sentimental value, but mm. it's a good chance for him to slip slip a game under the radar before the Ashes kicks off when there will be a lot of more hype about it. If he goes and wins the World Cup with England and takes 20 weeks in the World Cup, he's not going to care about an Aussie journalist giving a bit of stick on yeah. the eve of the Ashes.
1: No, indeed. The thing that struck me today watching him live, and I wasn't actually at the Oval for his, his kind of effective debut, certainly in England, uh, from a few weeks ago, the thing that struck me is how consistent he is in his action that he nothing nothing gets lost in that action. He never sprays it down the leg side he never never stumbles through his delivery stride. It is a completely natural piece of work, uh, and with that comes a kind of an innate inbuilt belief that you 're going to get it done, and that combination of incredible physical gifts uh, with with the, the mindset and, the, and the, yeah, as I say, this kind of inbuilt belief is a is a potent combination. I interviewed him last week, just briefly, sorry, I interviewed him last week and I asked him what, what he was working on, you know, funky new deliveries and new strategies as, and you ask cricketers this and they always go through the motions, yeah, I've got a new slower ball out the back of the hand, whatever and he just said nothing, nothing. I said, what, nothing at all? He said, no, everything I've been doing, I've been doing it all my life. Hit the top of off with the new ball and bowl more Yorkers and slowies at the end and, it was all kind of caught me on the hop because cricketers are kind of trained to say certain things in response to certain a- answers, but uh, questions. But he is completely unbridled. A complete natural, and I asked Morgan afterwards, he says, I've never known anybody like it. He's a complete natural.
0: So I, I was really uh, upset, not upset, I was uh, slightly disappointed a couple of weeks ago. Oh, get um, over it. When Joffre when Archer. His, his Twitter handles became verified and he changed his username because Joffre Archer was one of the few cricketers who you could tell he had complete
1: ownership of his Twitter account. And so does this mean that it's now being sanitised? I, I don't know,
0: I don't
2: know. Maybe, maybe
1: it will
0: be. You know, he's, he's part of the England World Cup squad. That Do you manage any Twitter accounts,
1: Nyla? In your, in your lines, various uh, yeah, lines of Yeah, I've
2: had a few, few lads, can you get me verified and all that? Right. I said it's cooler now not to be verified. Exactly, so. mate. That's what on. exactly I'm not down with the kids.
0: Um, I'd, I'd quite like to ask you guys about another one of England's pace bowlers today. Um, it, it's almost like a given that Wokes and Archer are England, in England's first 11. Um, and the third seamer is, is one of Plunkett, Curran, and Wood. Today, England went for Plunkett, and although England did win by 104 runs, it wasn't easy going the whole way when de Kock was in with van de Dusen south africa and were, we're looking good uh, england would have been nervous mm. and it was it was Liam plunkett who yet again made a couple of uh, mid innings breakthroughs he, he keeps on doing it
1: yeah well nilo you know you can take this one up and you'd have faced him and probably played with him here and there but um they brought up a stat, and it's pretty well known, but it still bears make, making, again, more wickets than any other bowler in the middle overs between 11 and 40 since so, the
0: 2015 so, World so Cup. I, so I have got uh, a bugbear with that stat. He must be the only bowler, a pace bowler, in world cricket who only bowls in the middle overs. So <laughs> he's got an advantage. I'm, I'm not saying that makes him... Uh, he's not good at his. He he's obviously very good at the job, but he's obviously got an advantage there. But also if you had a compilation I mentioned this to you earlier if you have a compilation of all his wickets in the middle overs you know uh, sl- slower ball bouncers they get caught at fine leg um, caught he gets so many wickets caught at yeah, sweeper that's, so what, what, that's, what, what, credit,
2: that's credit to him because he was a tearaway he was a 90 mile an hour bowler himself you know going back so what a do you think? He's, so what
0: do you think that he's doing that makes him so successful in the middle of Because he's undoubtedly well. He's tall ba- for a start. He's tall, yeah. strong.
2: He's got a very good slow ball. So he's banging the ball in, and he's clever because he's bowling to, a lot of time when he's bowling, getting that boys caught in the boundary. He's bowling to long boundary. Yeah. So he's saying, "Hit it, take me on my slow, bo- slow ball bouncer, which is very well disguised for a start, mm. and hit me eighty-five meters over my man the boundary." So, yeah, listen, I think it's he's got good skill set. He was a tearaway. He was an, he was not far of ninety mile hour himself. Um lived life in the fast lane and um, you know <laughs> went up to went up to Yorkshire kind of re, re- found himself really and he's a champion bloke so he,
1: Dizzy got a hold of him at Yorkshire
2: yeah Dizzy got a hold of him sort of out but he's a great bloke Budsy's he's an he's, he's yeah. absolute champion and him and Moggy are very him and Owen are very good friends so you know I think um,
1: Mark Wood called him the godfather yeah it
2: was tough t- it was tough on Tom Curran actually because Tom's had a wonderful start to his career and a very likeable chap but uh, I think Owen was always going to lean towards Budsy for, for the start I think round. I think you have to play if I can get just because
0: with Wokes and Archer nailed on as is, as is, is your opening bowlers, the role therefore is quite specific. As a third teamer is that the middle overs is, is the bit that Plunkett has become so good at.
2: Curran can open the bowling, you could you could yeah. play Curran
0: o- over Wokes or Archer. No, not over.
2: I think I think what you'll see with this England team, they will rotate a few players in this tournament. I think they're going to be very very get a few wins early, and without disrespecting some of the teams, you know, I don't think it's a disservice if you say, well, see, listen, sit out of game, have a game off, chill for a day. TC, in you come, do a job. He won't let you down. He averages 30 with, with the ball, or 40 with the bat, Tom Curran, so you know where you're getting.
1: Yeah, it's an embarrassment of riches, obviously, with this England side. Is there anything that you saw today that, in the age of perfectionism, they might be questioning or, or concerned about?
2: No, I think, like, the coach... We'll, we'll give a lot of the responsibility to Owen and Owen's like led this team for a number of years now. So he, it would be, Moggy will say, listen, I should have got 100 there. And
1: and Rooty will say the same, yeah.
2: And they'll all say that. And that's the beauty of it. And I guarantee you next game, one of them will get 100. Like, an England player will get 100 next catch. And then what's going to happen is the next game, whoever misses out the next game, they think, oh, Joe Root got 100, I want to get 100. It just feeds that kind of like, um, spirit between and that kind of competitive edge. So I think if, if they're being ruthless, and they will be, they'll, they'll have a beer tonight and say, well played. They'll say, listen, we probably should have got 350 there, 360.
0: But that was, as, as you had quite a good tweet, actually. Where oh, you, thanks, Did yeah. you? You, you did, <laughs> you did. Must wait, have missed that one. Wait, my, my, this, my this, one a week. It, it, it summed it up quite well. That It's remarkable that England lost a wicket in the first over, lost two in two within the first 20 overs. Butler got nothing, and they still got 310. And it felt like a disappointment. It's ridiculous. This team is... Um, I I so, I thought, so good. I, I thought it was so
1: it was in the end a really good test for England today. Um they could have gone out there, you know, smashed it around and strolled home and we wouldn't have learned anything. We'd have just gone home ever more convinced that this is that this is England's time. As it was, they did have to scrap a little bit. They did have to uh have to show a bit of smarts, you know, in the in the middle overs because they they had set themselves back a little bit with those two quick wickets to you know, two and three. Um Stokes yeah, Sto- Sto- had them to hold himself
2: together. They lost two quick and then Morgan charged down and smashed as Well, this ahead.
1: is it. And, and it was interesting because I was listening to uh, Atherton on commentary at the time and, and he said, it'll be an interesting test this for England you know, t- to see if they are as good as their word and a test of their resolve. Are they going to continue playing enterprising, daring cricket. And literally, 30 seconds later, Morgan played that they phenomenal they shot that's when he ran do. down the pitch and, and spanked it over extra cover that's on the That's
2: what arc. they're going to do. I spoke to Ian Bishop at Southampton last week. I said, this is what they're going to do. They're not going to revert to the type. They are going to just go, go, go. And Ian Bishop, well, that's dangerous. I said, this is the way they're going. This is what they're going to do. They'd rather get 220, bowled out trying to get 350, than eek 240 and limp and lose by you know, lose the other team knocking off. They'd rather try and get three fifty, get bowled over 220 and say, right, we've got to defend that.
0: At the, inni- at the end of the innings, though, I thought they were very smart. So towards the end of the innings, you, there's a point where you thought, oh, England get 340 here if you get 10 and over. But actually, past, past this, this very England team, in months, years gone by, I think would have tried to get three forty, but I think they realised. I think they pitch. did try,
2: but they, I actually give credit to South Africa. I think South Africa yeah. were excellent last ten. I but
0: Willy was and code didn't give away their wickets. That was, that was key. They batted out the fifty overs. There's a point
2: where they, they might not have. Well, Willy Wals- got caught long on, so I think you know. I think they were. I think they were trying to get that three forty, but. Um, I actually think South Africa were excellent last 10. I, I did
1: too. And it was a brilliant game of cricket from that respect. You know, I'm, I'm so bored by this notion that we just live in the age of the bat and that's it. And stick two bowling machines, one at each end, and let's all go home. What a load of nonsense that argument is. It ignores the obvious fact that as scores go up, a good captain and a top-quality bowler or two, that's the differential in these games when you play on flat tracks with 60-yard boundaries. This is what you saw with Duplessis, who I thought... Engineered them brilliantly. England hit six fours in the last 14 overs of the innings, which is probably their lowest ratio in four years, you'd have thought. And yet they ended up getting up to 300. And I do agree with you overall. I think they did show a degree of smarts. You know, and Stokes only really let himself go for the last over or two before he got himself out. He played a sensible knock there. Um, but in amongst all of that, they still get themselves up to three eleven, you know, and and that was a that was a five or six out of ten batting performance for what for what they'd be expecting. So that is that is concerning for the rest that they will have watched that, and then they'd have seen them also bowl and field very well. I thought England were brilliant well, in the field on the fi- on the fielding.
0: That Ben Stokes catch is 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 what, what yeah, that was sensational.
2: Sensational. I was actually walking around the around the. Back of the stands, I didn't see it live. as be- I did. People either. were dropping writing. their beers. They, they were dropping their beers. Like they were, it was absolutely incredible. But it was a, 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 an immediate standing ovation around the whole
1: ground. The only po- moment in the game when the whole crowd got up, stunned by what they'd seen. Can, can, can we can we rate that catch? Nyla, well, can you... Can best you, catch of the World Cup. <laughs> Damn. i tell you what, it will take some beating, well, genuinely. Well, that, that's what he was saying on commentary, said it's one of the
0: best
2: catches of all time. And well, it's, it, stun- it's, it's stunning. It's stunning. It's, but yeah. Just to finish on the England batting slash South Africa bowling, Ngidi three three for 60 odd. Like, that's, in this day and age, that's proper bowling, that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, you're going to six and over. Six and over nowadays is the old five and over. So, I think from the pick-up three was massive for South Africa. Um, Rabada will do well for them. Imi Tahir... It's just how they prize out for South Africa bowling. How did they get early wickets if her batters doesn't pick them up or else wickets in the middle? So it's going to be a, a tough thing for South Africa because their batting doesn't look like they're going to be able to chase a 300-plus score. If they're batting first, what do they need to defend with that bowling attack?
1: Other takeaways from the day. The Zing Bales are too heavy. Did you yeah. see that one? Did you see that one? Crazy. Is that the first time? was oh, it Ed Joyce, Ed Joyce in Brisbane, 2015 against I swear the UAE. Smashed. Smashed. No, but <laughs> Joyce's
2: went
0: boop. Yeah, and then that, back down that, again. That smashed the stumps, so and that was a hit it hard,
2: uh, hit it hard today. That was that shouldn't happen. You know, I love the zinc bales mm. and all the stumps and what it brings for the fan and everything, and it's brilliant for too heavy, mate. They're too heavy. Well, they are obviously. There is something because that ball cannoned into off stump. Yeah, um, dreadful shot actually by it was <laughs> it? awful, yeah. awful choice of stroke, and mind you. But uh, that should have been out. <laughs>
1: Just one other thing. On the on the overall day, um, yeah, the Oval's the greatest cricket ground in the world. Uh, without question. What about Chelmsford? <laughs> uh, of course, the, the, the fortress. That <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, it felt like a real event today, didn't it? And it wasn't just because it's day one. They were all in. All the royalty, literally royalty yeah. was in. I, I, our, I thought... our embattled PM, she was in there, who incidentally has booked her... her uh, her um, her resignation for the day before the semi final, <laughs> which is probably the most decisive moment of her actual premiership. I thought
2: she was joining me here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they
1: were all in, you know. Obviously, Mister O'Brien was, was was a part of the the glitterati, but you know, Warney was in, and Sachin was there. Yeah. Sachin was in with his kind of cohort of minders and flunkies <laughs> hanging around and guarding his every move. Entourage, yeah, all right, entourage, that will do. Um, Saywag was it was in the house, you know, Harboshan, Ganguly but, 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 but even made an appearance. But, but eve, eve, even Felt like a real show uh, today.
0: Uh, aside from all the show, I thought the crowd were really, were more into it than, than the average England it crowd international. It,
2: it was brilliant. It was the best day of cricket I've been at since Cook getting us 100. at like the Same ground actually last year. That was unbelievable. This is it, the it people's is. ground. The Kennington Coliseum. I love playing at the Oval. It was such a lovely place to play. Even, uh, even playing county cricket at the Oval was class. There was always a crowd in. You got a good wicket. You got a good lunch. in a great dressing room attendant and Daryl, who looked after you. Oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. And I'll tell you what, well, the teams I played in county cricket, we normally got hammered by Surrey. So you normally got a day off. You have a night out in London. <laughs> um, qu- question for you, Phil. So uh, I've heard
0: you describe the Oval as the people's ground many times. If you Google it, literally nothing comes up.
1: So uh, why, why, did, why do you call actually it... actually crown this. I think it was Adam Collins who crowned it, actually. The, the people's ground okay. um and you've unfortunately heard me say everything at least half a dozen times. This is the, yeah. the problem of sitting next to one another doing these podcasts. <laughs> but, you know, the nature of the ground, it's right in the heart of London. You know, it's surrounded by various sort of South London council estates, and it's absolutely glorious. It's a the great Oval, ground. The Oval it's is... It's a great ground. The Oval is a... Mu- uh, the Lords is a museum. Lords is, is Paul McCartney's back garden. You know, y- you walk in with due deference when you go to Lords. But when you go to the Oval, you feel like this is cricket more in the raw,
2: you know. I'll tell you what's a good, st- good ground stadium, ground. Um, the Hampshire Bowl so yeah, yeah 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 we were down there whatever, last week whatever whatever call it. I'm not sure what they'll call very on, weird. on the podcast but I think it's a great ground
1: so do I a beautiful place and, and, a, and a flat one as well now you know I mean it was a bad track initially when they first opened it up was. the ground Dimmy
2: Mascarenas was impossible to play I can <laughs> well imagine nibbling yeah. at 66 miles an hour with, with <laughs> Nick Pothis sledging you up to some and Shane Warren just kind of licking his lips looking at his prey coming oh lovely there's, there's an easy few wickets for me <laughs> I um, can well picture that.
0: Que- question for you now. So, as as somebody who's supposed to be objective, I I was genuinely quite nervous at the start of the game when when particularly really? Bester was out. As an England fan, I was nervous. I was like all this all all I these months were, and four years. I was yeah. All the, all these years of panning going out the window straight away after two balls. Um, you, no, you played one of the most important innings in the history of Irish cricket at a World Cup. You scored, in 2007, you scored 72, when no one else in your team passed 16.
2: Kev got 16, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 He faced about 50 balls. <laughs> what was he doing? W- w- what was Ma- he? Then four years later, he faced the same and the ball's and got 100.
0: <laughs> but were you aware at the time of the enormity of what a World Cup win over a major nation uh, would achieve for your country?
2: Not really, mate, because we were just on a pace here. A paid holiday. So, I like, was <laughs> one of... We was only three pros on the team out of 15. Everyone with, like, Boyd Rankin, who was a farmer. Um, Kenny Carroll was a postman. Trent Johnson, the captain, was a fabric salesman. Like, what, what was Mooney when he was at home? John Boy, was he was an electrician. Right, he was yeah. a spark, wasn't he? Mess, don't mess with Mooney, the sparky. No, I tell you... <laughs> um, You're beating like one of the, the major countries in, in World Yeah, cricket. but we weren't, we weren't surprised. We we backed ourselves a bit. No, no that's not being... You know, big header and then we we knew we had a very good team and uh, we had a re- one of those whether you read much into preparation and we had a great preparation in Trinidad um we played well and we needed to beat South Africa in a warm-up game apart from that it was one of those games where you play 15 players and Andrew Hall at number nine or ten and got 80 odd not out so we like actually you know we got a quite good team um actually funny though Morgan was our big hope for that tournament didn't uh, get a run, did he? Didn't get a bean. Yeah. Didn't get a bean, the poor lad. To be fair to him, but I think he, he had his he's gone, he's gone on to bigger and better things, it's <laughs> safe to say. He's done all right since. No, listen. So we um, we we obviously tied against Zimbabwe, and we were all so nervous against Zimbabwe two days previous at Sabina Park. Like we got two hundred thirteen. Jeremy Bray got a hundred, wonderful century. Boy, you're saved. Ian Gould saved us. Jeremy Bray was plum LB, like you will never seen a plumber LB. Gary, Br- well, not Gary Brent. He's a fella from the <laughs> office. Uh, Brent. No, no, yeah, Br- it Gary, Br- yeah. was it Gary Brent. Brent? I played with Gary Brent back in Essex. So I Gary Brent bowled one, pitched on middle, hit them on the shin, hit in middle, and uh, Ian Gould, the legend, not out. And uh, Bray's got a hundred, and then you know we we defended her, we got a tie, but uh, we were very nervous, and then the next, two days later, we're like, right, come on, open up the curtains in the hotel in Jamaica, in the Pegasus Hotel, spitting, like spitting rain, dark clouds, a bit of Dublin yeah. and Paddy's day, yeah. it was like literally, Being back in my mum and dad's house, going, (laughs) oh lovely, and uh, we got to the ground, and they pulled the covers off, and, was, and that was a green top. <laughs> you're talking about green. This was like lime green, and we said to skip, no pressure, TJ. But he, <laughs> you better win the toss, and we did. And we, yeah, it was one of those it was classic. But even
0: though you guys bowled Pakistan out for 130 odd, but, but as, as I said earlier, other than your innings, you guys didn't get. It, you're, yeah, I it, didn't get many runs. Other yeah, than you. and we
2: gave them 34 extras. You know, Boyd kept Boyd bowled so well, but he just kept bowling wide. So it was like Boyd, he just bowl on the stumps. But uh, <laughs> And I, to be fair, I was in horrible form, the worst form of my life. So I came, we had a one day, we only got one day status maybe two months before we were in Kenya. So I walked out the bat with an ODI average of about four on the big screen, six games, highest score, eight or something like that. <laughs> so it's not really, not much to write home about. But And the day before the game, I didn't even practice my uh, batting. I said to the 80 AD, the coach, he said, no, nah, you want to have a net? I said, no point, man, I'm batting that bad. I said, I do my keep and do my knicks. And then we were off for rain and it, I went in and had some throwdowns in the car park. Now to really, really think about it. So I went in the, in the back, in the compound, had a few throwdowns. Everyone was like, well, who's this lad? Who's Ooh. this lad having a net here? <laughs> what, why, why in the car park? Because I wanted to just hit some balls before going out the bat. And then, to be fair, I hit one out of the middle early and it was like, oh, that's all right. I like this. And there was a good crowd in Paddy's Day. And that was kind of, it was weird because it, as I said, it catapulted Irish cricket. But actually, it did my career unbelievably good because I'd left Northamptonshire I left Kent and uh, I'd signed for Northampton in the winter and um, you know from there yeah, I suppose it went from strength to strength and got 60 odd against England actually later and there was chat during the World Cup would I be interested in playing for England because they had no real keeper really? yeah Paul Nixon was keeping wicket I said, too, right? The England boys get paid absolute yeah. fortune. <laughs> and um, so I'd gone to Northampton, and unfortunately I had a really, really poor start to my Northampton career, and I was, played a few games, I got left out. I dropped Al- Al- Alistair Cook, he got about 180, and then I dropped Chris he got about 160. So I was back in the dinks at North and <laughs> I think, I might be wrong, but I think Matt Pryor kind of came through around the 2007, and that was, I suppose, the beginning and the end, but... Um, yeah, that was a fun day for me, and it was a day I look back, and it's still one of my, my favourite days.
0: That kind of propelled Irish cricket into the mainstream because you, you guys weren't at the two thousand three World Cup. You weren't. I don't think you were at the ninety nine World Cup
2: either. We weren't. Yeah. So should have been at should have been at two thousand and three. To be fair, um, two thousand and one, there was a qualifying tournament in Canada, and Ken Rutherford was a coach, ex Kiwi, and he just picked basically a team of has-beens. and um, anyone who was at that tournament in Ireland will accept they just picked guys who had played county cricket but were all injured, they weren't good enough, they weren't fit, when they had young, hungry guys like myself waiting to get a chance, and they went with the old guard and they turned up, three of them went down injured, ended up being a fight between two of the batsmen over, something or other, and then in the end, like, the journalist... uh, James, I can't remember his name now, but uh, he's a journalist in Ireland, he ended up sub for Ireland, so it was oh, a bit of a, was. it was a shamble, James Fitzgerald is his name, you would have come across Fitzgerald, he, yeah, right, yeah. he was a media manager for a long time, but uh, it was a bit of a shamble, so we didn't make the 2003 World Cup, which was, you know, a real shame, because I remember watching it, and I was, you know, kind of coming through the pro ranks again, thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I would have been ready to go then.
0: But from an outside's point of view, the 2007 win over Pakistan kind of propelled Irish cricket into the mainstream. Yeah, People thought this was, well, Irish cricket, people took it seriously. And from again, probably different from an Irish perspective, but from an outside perspective, that kick-started, the, what, the eventual journey to 100%. being a test nation.
2: Look at the team now. Paul Sterling and um George Dockow two examples. They were sitting... Watching that game of cricket and they got inspired by cricket. So, like, that has definitely helped the, the next generation, as did, you know, Kevin's 100 against England. And that, I, I felt when I, was, when I was waiting for you, lads, outside the Oval today, I could feel a sense of people leaving the ground inspired today. Like, yeah. dads and kids going, and the kids talking about that Ben Stokes catch. And I'm like, yeah. it's like, unbelievable. This, well, that, that this catch, could be a he, massive moment in cricket.
1: Bang on. That catch will be on the BBC's website today. That will be uh, pushed hard over the next 48 hours and that's the kind of thing it doesn't matter what your preconceptions of cricket may or may not have been if you see that and you have any interest in athletic sports then that will blow you away and and this is what this is what the game has now this is what is in its palm uh can can it utilize it i think it i think it will i think i think it will be limited up to a point it's not going to become football but this is what's at stake now. And stuff as we saw today, one or two moments. If you see Joffre Archibald, even, to be honest, even if you see him clang Amla, I mean, it was a video nasty. But people say sometimes, ah, oh, well, cricket's just a kind of poncy little middle class game, you know. You know, crest sandwiches and a shandy. Well, if you see that, 93 mile an hour right in the grill and then you see Stokes a couple of hours later, that is the kind of thing that will resonate with people. So you, you've spoken uh, quite well on the podcast before about
0: your conversation with You're Jason Holder. You're full of Holder. compliments tonight, isn't <laughs> it?
2: Yes, yes. He must be after something, is he? <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you, you've spoken about the conversation you have with Jason Holder, where he said that cricket in the West Indies now is actually as big as it's ever been in terms of player participation. So the question, do you know, in Ireland, how has the success of the Irish team on the field... Influence the wider public's appreciation for the game?
2: Appreciation of the game, yeah, 100%. Irish cricketers now are well known, they're well supported, um, both from a contractual point of view and sponsorship. They're known around the streets, you know, people will stop and talk to you about cricket. Um, participation numbers are higher than they've ever been. My big fear, and it, it is a fear, is I think the Ireland team is, I think the, Ar- the best Ireland team of all time has been. And how did they get back to that kind of team of that around 2007 to 2011 was a golden era. Now, whether that was a once-in-a-lifetime, you've got to remember the Celtic Tiger was in then. So people were coming from Australia, New Zealand, South Africa for work, you know, are playing cricket. And all of a sudden, they were living in Ireland, enjoying it, and they were very good cricketers. Trent Johnson, David Langford-Smith, Andre Botha, Alex Cusack. They're four players that, you know, fantastic cricketers. Youngsters now in Ireland are excellent Um, so coming through the first class system it needs to improve I played over two years when I finished at Leicester I I was working full time not practicing and I was still getting runs and I I was playing experience but that shouldn't really be the case in professional cricket so my big concern is getting that first class structure up so when the lads are picked to play for Ireland against England a couple of weeks ago they're not overawed by the occasion there is talent coming through I've seen it and I think they're getting there with the Irish team, Graham Ford has realised that, they're giving young guys a chance. Just Little against England, 4-for-45. Yeah. He's, he's a young, inexperienced kid. Next game, he gets panned all over, Clontarf. you've got to accept that. So it's a, it's a, it's a juggler act really you've got the young lads who are giving them a the chance to explore. They're not going to come in and do a job for Archer and be good every game. So the senior players need to step up as well. But um, there is talent come through. I've seen it. From
0: from what you've said, I, I'm, I kind of... I'm going to guess what, what your answer to this question is going to be. <laughs> but what was go going back to 2007, even 2011, actually, when you're an associate country, is there extra pressure on you over than over other teams because you know that as a as a then associate country, you know that this was the stage where you had to perform to integrate. Less change. pressure, really? less.
2: Less. I reckon there's more pressure on Ireland now because the the public expects, the public wants. Um, in 2007, as I said, there was three, uh, three professionals out of 15. I'm not joking when it was like, it was a whole day for the lads. Two months off work in the Caribbean, paid all the Business class flights. The lads had never been on a business class flight in their life. <laughs> Free champagne. Unbelievable. So, so let's celebrate how far we've come. So It was one of those. All oh right. We, and when we beat Pakistan, we were through. And it was the first thing the lads had to do. They'd ring the boss. I need four more weeks off work. That's not an exaggeration. Like, so there was no pressure. And they went to... India in the World Cup, the lads are just loving life. Playing cricket in India, everyone loving you, everyone talking to you about cricket. No pressure. Now the lads, there is pressure because everyone expects Ireland to be performing at that level, and you know that's not easy to do. We the, the 2015 World Cup, I thought probably Ireland played as well as they ever played. Chasing 323 against West Indies in um, Nelson was a remarkable achievement on an absolute road. Lovely wicket, but against a good side and doing it easy. So. I think for Ireland, T20 cricket now is where they need to like switch their focus because at the moment they're ranked 17th in the world and um, behind some sides that Ireland shouldn't be behind and not di- not disrespecting the likes of Hong Kong and, and these kind of sides but Ireland are below UAE. So that's the kind of area for focus now.
0: But, but at the same time though, I feel that Ireland are a much better ODI set side than they are T20I. So, for example, they, they really pushed England in that one-off ODI. Equally, they drew two all against Afghanistan, a really good side that actually very few people think they will actually finish bottom in the 10-team World Cup. And they drew two all against them in, in, in India.
2: In, yeah, and they in drew in one positions. all against Afghanistan just last week. Yeah, in Ireland. Ex- exactly. So,
0: so, w- I mean, yeah. so w- w- what do you think success would look like in five years' time from the Irish team as we are now?
2: Well, in five years' time, listen, we need a test match win for a start. Um, got flogged against Afghanistan and Dehradun. So we need to get some test matches against Zimbabwe, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka. They're going, to West. They're going to West Indies, Sri Lanka, Zimbabwe, and Afghanistan from January on. There's a good opportunity to get a test match win. Um, you know, test, watch, test match wins for a new country are few and far between. Sri Lanka had to wait a long time, Bangladesh wait a long time, etc, etc. So if Ireland can get that kind of monkey off the back early doors, fantastic. They need to get up the T20 rankings. They've got the qualifiers in October in Dubai and in the UAE to try and qualify for the qualifiers in Australia, if that makes sense. They're real outsiders, and that is a worry for Fordy and, and um, Gary Wilson, the captain of the T20 side. Um, yeah. I think they're outsiders, to get to qualify for that tournament Australia but I think they can they've got the slam starting in August the Euro Slam, which is absolutely incredible. which more signed up incredible for. names oh, yeah, it's probably Brendan be McCollum Shane Watson we'll come out of retirement for this one Nyla? I don't think so <laughs> I don't think T20 my stats are terrible can barely get it off the square oh you're a big
1: match player That's an incredible tournament.
0: I I remember seeing the press release for it. I was like, eh, that tournament will do all right. But this is the
2: names of people coming through. There there must be like extraordinary investment behind this tournament. You pay the money, they will come. Whatever that famous quote from the movie is, if you build it, it will come. (laughs) Moggy's going to play. um, Brendan McCullum, Luke Ronkey, you know. It's great. (laughs) Babra's arms there. there, Babra's going to play. Babra's arms there. But the big thing about that tournament. 18 Irish players are getting contracts, and Scottish and Dutch players, actually, for that matter. So they're all getting contracts from varying levels, but we spoke of Josh Little. He might have the chance to play with uh, Mohamed Amir, for example. Like, that's... He can't buy that. Well, he can probably for about $200,000. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's massive learning for the young kid and the coaching for Ireland. The coaches, the Ireland, Scotland, the Holland, are all going to get a certain amount of coaches placed from a assistant slash bowling slash batting. So that is going to improve think back to the world cup 2009 here t20 you know we got we got through to the super eights or whatever it was or yeah i think it was super eights back then and we should have beaten shrank at lords myself and porterfield we were going well then i ran past um agenda mendes i don't know what i was doing come down the wicket because i didn't know which way the ball was turned <laughs> that was the old press g for gamble button but yeah. uh, So we should have (laughs) we should have beaten someone in the crowd like that. we've (laughs) got we've got a good crowd in now. They're in. They're in. in, Dialer crowd. (laughs) Dialer crowd. crowd. They're in. (laughs) That was fifty quid well spent. No, so um, yeah. T twenty, I need to improve, and the slam will help that. Um, The county championship is is still going (laughs) on. It's Still going on. Talking of
0: which,
1: Tim Mercer. Proper cricket. Proper cricket. Tim Mercer. will be playing the the Lambeth Laura. 6 Timmy, for 50 Timmy today.
2: O'Murta. Timmy O'Murta. Born and bred in Dublin. Don't forget Timmy it. Timmy O. <laughs> Timmy O, yeah. Um, as, 6 as, for
0: 50 today. As, as impressive as that was, um, it's, got, it's got to be, the starting out performance has got to be the the spin-fester, edge-bastard. Uh, Gareth Bastard took 8 for 64. Legend. And you thinking, Legend. great, you know, uh, England calling back up as soon as possible. <laughs> and then, that the same day, Jamie Mattel takes 8 for 30-odd.
1: Yeah. Great, great to see. And also, Warwickshire needed that win. I mean, yeah. they've, they've stunk the place out up to now. So they yeah. really did need that result um, Essex won as well Didn't they yeah. I believe Simon, Co- Simon I mean, Hull cookie.
2: cookie just missed out On two tons Yeah Threw, He got a 90, 90 second, second dig The chef yeah. What a great man the, Probably the nicest man On the county circuit Is that
1: right Everybody says that he There must be a skeleton no, in, in that al- bloke's no, cupboard No
2: he always said, He always addresses you By your first name I couldn't believe it When he was like The England legend The England captain i right. always see him in the nets I'd be like Oh a cookie lad Or a chef like Morning Nile, I'm like Oh, <laughs> oh <that's laughs> like, classy. That was classy He's a classy individual um, el- elsewhere Again we're talking How about How the, the Foxes do Foxes needed about 60 To win with 8 wickets In hand today How did they go
1: Let's have a look Hold uh, on I That might I think they lost They lost They lost Tony
2: Palladino The Italian Stallion Doing yeah. his thing
1: The ageless Tony Be- P
0: Best Italian cruiser Since Ted Dexter Um Gary Balance Has scored his 400 Of the county championship Series se- Season after, after only Seven innings So is it
1: four this year And then one last year Because I no, read no, that he no. Made five In the last five Championship games
0: So it's four This season Yeah And one yeah. In September last year Yeah and, and so he averages 89 And he's well, not got, and he's not got A one, knot it? out it how, how many runs Has he got to score Where it becomes like
2: Hmm I asked Gailey I asked the coach that yeah. Up at Edgebaston A few weeks ago What did he say He said he's He's not going <laughs> to get back In <laughs> Well, you heard it here first, right. Thank you, Naila. He's got great, great news at Yorkshire Greatest, Gary's had a lot of chances. Come on, like, you know, he's had a lot of chances. Yeah. Oh, They've yeah. had a lot of players, a lot of chances. So I think uh, Jason Roy, I think Jason Roy, if he can have a good World Cup, I spoke to St. Car about it today. I said, and we were talking live, whatever, to billions of people on Facebook and we got away from the ODI format. I said to him, listen, talk about Test Match cricket. Yeah. Can Jason Roy play? And he said, yeah. So Sankar is backing him He has a yep. good World goal. He's Jason Rose has got the mentality To play international cricket And that When you're stepping up It's not necessarily About where you play Cover job It's I've, mindset And Jason I've, Rose has got that I've, It's not Hang just on.
0: mindset It's just like However many runs You've got county cricket that's not an indication of whether you, you're capable against Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark bowling at 93 miles per hour. Jason Roy, we know yeah. who, that Jason Roy, some of the shots he played today, in, 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 he, didn't get, he didn't get 100. But he, in his inning today, you could see this
2: guy has got so much talent. If you're thinking, who's got the most raw talent in the country? Jason well, Roy right ask, up there. Ask a fan there today who they'd rather see walking out batting in the ashes. You know, Jason Roy or Gary Ballins. And, Listen, and Gary Balence is like a million times better than I've ever been. I'm not. I'm not slagging more. I'm just saying, Jason Roy <laughs> is a top-class player, and it's he's got that dog. He's got that ability just to, you know, he's got the bravado. Get the Aussies, Jason yeah. Roy. He shouldn't be playing Test cricket, and then all of a sudden he just smashed it for hundred off hundred balls.
1: And also, if James Vince, who they have encouraged oh. to go and open the batting at Hampshire, and he's demurred on that, he's agreed to that. If Vince and then Roy follow with Root at four. I mean, that is X rated stuff, isn't it? <laughs> that is real top shelf stuff. It's, it's terrifyingly yeah. sexy.
0: I think if, 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 uh, if Almost foolhardy if, if, as if, well. If the, but if the bring squad it on. for the Irish Test match was announced today, I think they'd go Burns, Vince, and Roy as, as your top
1: three. I think there's a very, very good chance yeah. of that.
0: But just on, just, on, just on balance, I agree that he has had chances. But I think in the specific examples of his recent. Has goes, he
2: changed his technique? That's the big question. No, is he, 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 is he, he hasn't still and he with no. he will Well, then he won't get picked again because yeah. there's, they've said your technique as it stands isn't cutting out the test cricket. So they have to go back and do something. If he's still doing the same thing, Mitchell Starr's going to ball half-volleys and hit him on the foot. That's like, he was literally getting out to half-volleys. So, um, listen, I wouldn't be surprised. Jason Roy could easily play the Ashes. And uh, he, and he, he was
1: brilliant there. as well. Re- bringing it all the way back to where we started, he was brilliant, I thought, for an hour was, or so yeah. this morning. There is something very special about Jason Roy. He just sees it that split second quicker than other players, I think. Uh, He played a short-arm pull through straight mid-wicket today, a checked pull shot that was phenomenal. He nearly killed the umpire. Yeah, he yeah, he he does one of the that hardest regularly flat regularly, well. straight
0: drivers in a long time. It's it's brilliant.
1: Um, so we're one day down. We are one day down. <laughs> only only another seven hundred and twelve to go.
0: But, but <laughs> what a great what a great day it was though. Uh, it was and <laughs> enjoyable, and most importantly, England got off to,
2: to were a you winning there? start. I didn't see. You. I, were, I, you, I, were you I, there? I, were, there? You, were you working? You, I didn't see you there. Tonight. He's here, there, and everywhere. You were right Dawson, Dawson today. I think. He
1: haunts my nightmares.
2: No, but generally, let's <laughs> England were. Let's give him a give him a rating. They weren't a. They probably could have got 350, 360, but, you know, Moggy would probably say, lads, blah, bu- 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 we won easy, happy days. So with the ball, they're excellent in the field. Where, where, where are you rating them? Give us a, uh, a well, mark well, Genuinely,
1: I, I think it's I think it's a 7 out of 10 at best. I think it's a 6.5, 7 out of 10. Uh, I thought they were that's, very that's good in the that's field. That's why it's so scary. I thought they were very good in the field. I thought they were an 9 in the field, uh, and with the ball as well. I don't think anybody bowled badly. We haven't even mentioned the spinners. They got a little bit of tap, but they also are effective. They always are. They bowl well in tandem. With the bat again, it's a five and a half or six, really, which is terrifying for the rest because they've demolished a good side. There, they've they've moved past three hundred with the bare minimum of runs for that batting lineup.
2: South Africa, where, where are we, where are we Well, like they, the, they are where I thought they would be.
1: Um, I don't have them in the semi-finals. You know, I have them in the top six, but I don't really have them in the semi-finals. I don't think they've got the the the, the strength in depth. Really, firepower
2: is a bit of an issue. Yeah, and probably one bowler short. You yeah. would think? But so Morris can come to the party and cuz he can he can bowl good pace and take wickets and he can give a he can give a nudge at the end so maybe if he finds a bit of a bit of form but he wasn't in the original squad Chris Morris so it's hard to just bring him into the team now
1: I enjoyed watching De I've got I might or might not have a couple of quid on the for top runs in the in No, the, in Joe Rudd to me.
2: Joe Rude, top run scoring tournament. I might for also me. have
1: a bit on that as well.
2: <laughs>
1: How many have you got? Oh, are we going to do this okay 33 to 1 route in England to 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 win the tournament I've got I've got a penny or two on that
0: right no thank you so much for coming on today's show I know you're a busy man really appreciate it oh, that has been good crack thanks for having me Phil thank you very much for coming on
1: yeah well you know here every week for you yes. absolutely
0: every, every day pretty much uh, a final thank you to our partners Travel Bag creating holidays packed full of memories since 1979 check out their website and book yourself a long haul holiday um, that is us from the Beer 91 Cricket World Cup lounge here at the Royal Garden Hotel in Kensington. They're showing most of the Cricket World Cup games here live over the next few weeks. So get yourself down, drink it all in. And also, we'll be recording our Thursday podcast here every week. So come along, enjoy, have some fun. Um, we'll be back with you'll be back tomorrow won't you Phil meet me and Joe back on tomorrow absolutely evening. an episode every single day in fact <laughs> more than every single day because there's eight a week you want another podcast we another podcast eight, eight a podcast. week um, as ever if you've enjoyed the podcast tell your friends shout from the rooftops and we'll see you tomorrow goodbye
1: cheers folks
2: Podcast Network.